0: Podcast is part of the sports social podcast network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this This unomics podcast. Yo, what's going on people? You are now listening to the Disney Podcast. This is episode 298. And today, I'm gonna to be talking about student loans. What are student loans? What is the recent news of how student loan repayment will be changing from those who undertake student loan from September the 1st, 2023? And of course, a very big question. How much does me actually getting a degree impact my earning potential? That's all coming up. But some housekeeping, as my boy Mariah from Touchdown Fracker says, episode 300, which will be coming up within a week. And it's going to be a great one. I know you guys have noticed I haven't had guests for a while, but this time I made sure I got three amazing guests from the world of finance. That's the E-Man effect, Mr. Money Jar, and of course, long-time friend of the show, the great Ball So these are three amazing individuals within the world of content creation when it comes to finance. And I managed to procure a lot of your questions from my Instagram and Twitter. Amazing questions to do with housing, when, what type of mortgage is best, thoughts on 100% mortgages, thoughts on shared ownership, is it the right time to buy, interest rates, how's that impacting stuff, investments, saving, two sort, multiple streams of income, doing two jobs, all different types of questions were answered and we got into a variety of topics that's a fantastic episode i'm not gonna lie a lot of you might find value of l- re listening to the episode or maybe even getting a notepad maybe on your device because i use notes all the time or actual pen and paper because there's a lot of stuff that you can learn there's a few bits and pieces that i learned i'm not gonna lie so yeah, episode you guys can look forward to so slap that in your calendar press a notification bell Whatever you're getting your st- wherever you're streaming this podcast and prepare to enjoy some good, good gist. By the way, student loans. Let's get into it. This week's episode: How will the changes to student loans impact new students, and is there value still in becoming a university student? Hi, guys. Uh, Mxm and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. So glip, it's best glip. to start off with a quick explanation of what a student loan is. It pretty much does what it says on the tin, right? is a loan that is taken up by students so they can go to university, whether it be undergrads, which is your standard degrees or postgrad, like a master's, for for example, right? So I'll take you back to the Stone Age, which in 2008, when I was a student, <laughs> insert Kevin the heart, me, damn! I got a maintenance loan, which was like money to kind of help me get by. I use that loan to pay for my accommodation for the semester, and then obviously to forget books and Trip. <laughs> I'm joking. Food and so on and so forth. Obviously, you get your tuition fee paid. I was one of the lucky ones to be to be paying three thousand pounds, or three thousand something per per year, and I got a grant um, due to my financial status. And I think I also got a different grant for. I'm not sure if it's something academic related or I got. I remember I got like an extra nine bills or something like that or a year. That was quite cool. So yeah, you get these loans and. When I, when I used to speak about student loans on social media, a lot of people, the way they talk about student loans and the debt, like, oh, we're going to be in so much debt and houses, like, it had a lot of negative commentations. I'm not sure if that's the proximity to the American system or just how we view debt in general in the UK. It's not something that's going to show up in your credit score. Nobody's going to be banging your door, like, the bailiff, like, yo, you owe student finance, like, 500... Like 5,000 or 15,000 pounds. It's not one of those, type, it's not that type of situation. And to be honest, for the most, like a student loan is classified as a good debt because it's a debt that can and on- should lead you to be able to earn more money in the future. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, that's the that's the student loan. Pretty straightforward, right? So So some numbers. In terms of the current amount of student loan being loaned out, on average, Almost £20 billion worth of student loans is loaned out in England each year to around 1.5 million students. So that's a lot of students and a lot of debt. If you look at the value of the outstanding loans at the end of March 2022, so literally like last year, so at the end of the 2021, 2022 financial year, the total amount of outstanding student loans on the government's balance sheet would be 182 billion pounds. That is insane. So basically, students owe, as of last year, all the taxpayers, 182 billion pounds. No wonder some of these old people don't really like the young people. So if we look at some government forecasts, right, the government forecasts the value of the loans outstanding to be, if you look at 2021 to 2022 prices, $460 billion by the mid-2040s. So in the next 20 years, that's where the government reckons the outstanding loan value will be. Crazy. So now, if we're looking at People who borrow, so these students who are borrowing, who started their course in 2021 2022, the average debt amongst these people is around £45,800 when they complete their course. Crazy. But if you look at the 2022 2023 intake, this debt is, is expected to be lower by like about a grand or so £43,400. The government also expects that around 20% of full-time undergraduates starting in 2021-2022 will repay them in full. So one in five of, of the graduates, undergraduates sorry, that started in 2021-2022 are going to pay in full. So the government is basically busting 80% of students. The government also forecasts that after 2022 reforms, this will increase to 55% amongst new students for 2023-2024. And that is what we're going to get into because they. So, I'm. You're looking at the figures, you're thinking, we're just giving away money here. We're not actually recouping this loan. This might as well just be a bursary. So, along with the pretty precarious financial position and fiscal position our government is in, changes were made with regards to the student loan system. Now, These changes were initially announced last year, and they, they were significant changes to student loans. These changes will impact students starting at university from September this year. So this this is not impacting you because I know I got some university students that listen to my podcast, your little cousins, your nieces, your nephews, your kids, so on and so forth that have already started. Is those starting from this September 2023? The repayments are set to rise in 2023 2024. So, with regards to the student loan, I remember I said that it was a calm that you, it's not something that you should be worried about. They're not like, do you know what I mean, chasing you, <laughs> running up into your house with the bailiff, taking your t- flat screen TV because you haven't paid student loan. It's taken out of your pay slip like a tax, because it is a tax effectively. That's how you repay it. It's taken before you even know anything happens, right? You only start paying student loan when you get to a particular threshold. So let's say you come out, of student, come out of university, you've graduated, you've got 40 grand worth of debt. You don't start paying it the moment you start earning any type of money. No, there's a threshold you have to hit. Previously, that threshold was £27,295 per year. So any, every single pound you earn over £27,295, you will pay 9% on that. So if you earn £500 above that threshold, you pay 9% of £500, right? Cool. What is changing now is that this threshold, so this is, so this bar you have to reach to start paying back some of your student loan is being reduced from £27,295 to £25,000 per year. So you, students on 2023 2020 2024 intake will start paying their student loans a lot earlier. This therefore means that they're likely going to be paying more per year. What's interesting is that this threshold is still going to increase each year in line with the Retail Price Index. The Retail Price Index is a measurement of inflation. It's different from the one that we actually use, which is the CPI, Consumer Price Index, I think the Retail Price Index also takes into account house prices, whereas Consumers Price Index does not. So they vary quite significantly in number. Another key change is that with this, graduates can actually still be paying their student loan for 40 years, whereas before, the cut-off point was repayments for up to 30 years the rate however what's, one thing that is interesting with this new um, n- with this new amendment is that the rate of interest that students will pay is actually now lower so the students who are starting in september 2023 will be paying less interest than previous students so let's look at the before and after of this change right so before september 2023 so those people who already started university Every pound above twenty-seven thousand two hundred ninety-five pound a year that you earn, you will pay nine percent in terms of student loan. So, for example, if you earn thirty grand a year, you're paying two hundred and forty-two pounds of student loan tax basically a year. The maximum term in terms of repayments is thirty years, and the interest you pay on this, right? So you don't just pay back the amount you borrow; you pay it back with interest. Is actually the Retail Price Index plus 3%. So if the retail price index was 5%, you'll pay 5% plus 3% equals 8%. The current retail price index as of March 2023 is 13.5%. That's insane. So you could be paying interest of 16.5%. That is wild. So in terms of how much the government pays for every pound of your student loan, is 44 pence so every pound the government pays 44 pence with this current regime, well the previous one well, is current because it hasn't changed yet, the current regime only 23% of students are likely to pay off their whole student debt in full so less than a quarter of students are actually paying their total student loan debt meaning the taxpayers paying basically for 70 plus percent of people's degrees for the most part now with this new amendment to the way student loan repayments work students are now paying nine percent over with for any pounds they earn above twenty-five thousand pounds a year So if you're earning £30,000 a year on the previous scheme, you're paying back £242 a year. On this new scheme from September, you're paying back £450 per year. So your yearly repayments has almost doubled, right? The maximum term that you could be paying this back is 40 years. And the interest rate is just strictly the retail price index, whereas before, it was the retail price index plus 3%. So effectively, if you take into account inflation you're not really paying interest. You're just paying how much inflation is. The state actually repays 19 pence per one pound compared to 44 pence per one pound. And 52% of students are likely to clear this debt in full. So that's a massive difference, more than double previously. So with this new scheme, from the the perspective of the taxpayers, first of all, we're not going to have to subsidise as much because over half or just about half of students will actually repay in full and we're paying less per student very very interesting so yeah very very interested I'm not gonna lie there the streets might call me a I think this makes sense bruv like student loan like I don't think higher education is a divine right. I think standards, primary, secondary education is a right, in my opinion. And I think it should be of the highest level. But if you want to further educate yourself, I feel like you have to pay for it. It shouldn't be the taxpayers. Why should we, the taxpayers, be paying so you can go get a better job? Big man, my friend, go pay, you know what I'm saying? Go pay your stuff. Now, what are the impacts of these degrees? So I was like, hmm how much does actually getting a degree impact your earning potential over the years I know for myself obviously I work in finance and it just depends on what remit of finance because I know like for example if you wanted to like work for JP Morgan like I remember one of my friends his housemate was like quite high up in recruitment for JP Morgan and uh, allegedly they don't even look at people who don't come from Russell, Russell group unis So certain jobs, I would imagine, obviously you need a medical degree to be a doctor. Certain jobs, I imagine that is is a very high correlation to degree and earning potential. But at the same time, I think only one job has asked to see my uni certificate, which is kind of mad. But anyway, let's see what are the impacts in in terms of earning potential, not just experience or what you learn if you want to find out about that, you go to to another podcast. You know, on Thisonomics, we, we keep it strictly numbers, yeah? We're all about the bag. How, what impact does having a degree have on our ability to earn? So I was looking at a lot of data. I looked at a government, a government report and I looked at a report from the IFS, Institute of Physical Studies on this topic. How much does degrees, How much do degrees impact earning? So here's some stuff I was looking at from the IFS. They estimate the return of degree relative to two plus two plus A levels, but no degree, is 23% for men and 31% for women. And Apparently, other research, that comparable finding, right? They also estimate their substantial impacts of degree on the net present value of the life cycle of income. So we're looking at the life cycle of income. Their best estimates is like, again, you're comparing having a degree to not having a degree. 28% for men, which is approximately 168,000 pounds. And this is obviously across across your life cycle. And 53% for women, way more. Approximately 252,000 pounds on average. Very, very, very mad. also, when you look at a good degree, first or upper second class or so two one or first, there's a significantly larger impacts than a lower degree classes right so seventy six k um boost for men eighty five k boost for women. so this suggests a large return on student effort, which is very interesting. another interesting thing i looked at is that the effects of the impact of degree subjects right they said that they didn't really have the the parameters to test how robust these estimates are but one another that sort of interesting was median earnings for male graduates grow strong strongly throughout their 30s and, this, and these earnings grow far outstrips that of non-graduates, right? So men with degrees in their 30s, they experience a growth in their income in terms of how much they earn, and it's quite significant in comparison to those who did not actually have a degree. So for male graduates who are 30 in 2016, um the IFS predicts that their earnings expect to rise from by 15k from 30 to age 40 compared to just a rise of 5k in median earnings for non-graduate men, right? So men in their 30s, from 30 to 40, how much their income is gonna rise? The gap between men with degrees and men without degrees is 10k. That's pretty significant. Do you get what I'm saying? The gap in median earnings between um, graduate and non-graduate men continue to grow strongly until individuals hit their mid-40s. So you can see the impact of having a degree when you're in your 30s and mid-40s. If you look at median earnings growth for female graduates in their 30s, it's actually more moderate, but it's still higher than non-graduates, right? So female graduates who were in their 30s in 2016 they saw their earnings rise by 5K from and they, from 30 to 40 compared to no growth for non-degree graduate women, right? So women who haven't graduated, they don't really see growth in their earnings and women who have graduated see 5K growth. Another interesting aspect, that's mad interesting because obviously I'm in my 30s now, so... I'll see if I can kind of ascertain this by like looking at the people that I know, do you get what I'm saying? So what I've gathered from this data, and even just like, just what I've observed is that there is a significant gain in net lifetime earnings from having degrees. But the thing is, across time, these gains start to get eaten by the progressive tax system because once taxes and student loans have been taken into account, the earning premium from that just starts to decline. So gross, yeah, great. But then once you get taxed, and once you get the student payback your student loan, the gain isn't as significant as it once was. But there is significance in going to university and graduating because as, as I detailed to you, the money you can earn is quite significantly larger especially for men, than what you can earn as a non-graduate. However, the subject study at university is hugely important. Like when you look at net discounted lifetime returns for women are close to zero on average for creative arts and languages graduates, but more than 250K for law, economics or medicine. Men studying creative arts have negative financial returns. While men studying medicine and economics have an average return of more than half a million pounds. So, you see the difference, right? So, men who are doing creative arts, they expect to have actually a negative impact on their financial earnings. When over a lifetime, men who studied like medicine, economics, and so on and so forth expected a gain of plus five, plus half a billion. And overall, the IFS expects 85% of women and around 75% of men to achieve positive net lifetime returns by going to university and graduating so the numbers indicate that there is still value and although it's getting more expensive although the the, uh, the early stage repayments from 2023 will be higher oh, yeah. there is still reason and that reason is cash money to go to university and graduate by the way guys i hope you enjoyed this week's episode any questions you know where to find me Hello at thisonomics.com, thisonomics on all social media platforms. And again, catch you on midweek. Peace and blessings. Sports Social Podcast Network.